bow your heads. Dear God, thank you for everyone showing up tonight, and just I hope that everyone listens to the message and really hears what Pastor Dan has to say. I hope everyone had a great week and is going to have a great week, and um, that everyone has a safe drive home. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. All right. How's everybody doing? Good? Good. We are in the book of... We're in a state of confusion... We are not in the book of First Peter, right? We're finished with First Peter. Sort of sad. Um, I'll share. We're going we're to be in the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel, sort of. We just we're doing um, um, a two-part series. I'm going to do this week, and then a few weeks from now, next the next week. Uh, uh, and the two-part series is this, this, the simple gospel, if I were to give it a name, that's what I would give it a name for, um, for and really it's from, from death to life, that's sort of what we're going to talk about, from, from death to life. Now, uh, who here's ever watched, watched the news, right, the news, yeah, or even read online, Fox News, CNN, whatever, um, so <clears throat> I was, went on there yesterday on, on an app, and um, I wanted to look for sort of like the state of our world, what does the news headlines say on the state of our world right now. And um, besides all the polit- political stuff that is, is in there, there wasn't really much left to find. I mean, it's crazy how much of that stuff is out there. But these are some things, these are some headlines that are from yesterday. One was Syri- Syri- Syria Assad re- re- regime accused of stomach-turning torture methods. Methods, including crucifixion, eye gouging, and rape. So that was one of the headlines. Another one was on, uh, I think, from Fox News, was California man confesses to four four murders, shows up to the police station with one of the victims' bodies in the trunk. Uh, a third one on Fox News was California man caught wearing only women's lingerie during home invasion. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, this is just a crazy world. All right, come, come back to me here. Come back to me. <clears throat> so I looked at the, at the News for Jack's site on, on news, and um, one, one of the things was a woman accused of killing Nassau County mothers now deemed competent to, to stand trial. Another was a firefighter stabbed in back of ambulance gets to go home. That had occurred a few days ago. A third was an 18-year-old range student wounded in shooting. And, of course, one of them that was on Fox News and News for Jacks is Fortnite game returns after going to black hole for 36 hours. People were freaking out about it, I guess. Some of you were like, you don't understand. Um, would you agree that um, we live in a society and world that is, uh, uh, the best way I could describe it is, is whack, is messed up? Would you agree with that? Would you agree if I said this statement that we live uh, in many ways in a world that is spiritually dead? Yes, yes. Uh, in our world today, would you agree with a statement that God or belief in God is often mocked? True or false? 
true. Okay. Uh, uh, the Ten command, Commandments are banned from many public places. True or false? Okay. Well, you think most would agree there? those are some pretty good rules to live by, right? But they're banned. Um, and you better not say the name of, G- of G- Jesus out loud because it's going to insult a lot of people. Is that true or false? Sort of, so some might think false. I think for, for the most part, it is true. Now, we're going to look at a place in the, the, the Bible where, um, uh, of a vision that God gives to his prophet Ezekiel. Now, this is, when you read this, Wes, we, we read this, this is pretty whack what you're about to read, okay? Yes, but go with me because there is a, there's a point for why the text is there for them at the time, and there's a point for why it's there for us right now. So my Caitlin Walsh is going to come up and read just verses 1 through 7. So I'm going to use this mic that was, I think, the one that Asa used maybe. Uh, and so stand with me. We're going to be in Ezekiel chapter 37. Uh, and she's going to read 1 through 7 for us. And we stand in honor of God's word. So um, just follow, follow along. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. And he led me around among them, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you. And you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to bone. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you so much for your word, for uh, just your truth. Uh, Lord, we just ask that you will use this time um, to open our eyes to see you clear. Uh, Lord, if there's anyone in this room that doesn't know you, doesn't have a personal relationship with you, God, may... May you touch hearts and change lives, and may your truth be re- re- revealed. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, have a seat. Now he says, okay, <clears throat> if you have a vision like this uh, or a dream like this, would you be a little bit freaked out? Okay, I think we would all be, all be very freaked out, okay, because he, he, he's, he's in this, this vision. God brings him along. He's in this, this valley that's full of dry bones. Nothing is alive. It's all death. Death is everywhere around him. And an interesting thing is asked. He said, son of man, can these bones live? And I, I what wisdom is, is, is afraid? He says, and I answered, oh Lord God, you know. A beautiful thing is that even when you think nothing can help, I want you to know that God can do anything. Don't miss that. That he said he didn't think these bones could. Li- he probably was like, I don't think these 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 bones have any chance to live. But you're God, and you can do anything. So do not miss that statement of the faith that he he showed. Now, um, what does it mean to pro- 
prophesy. I'm going to prophesy. Preach, okay, preach. Yes, what else? Tell what is to come. Yeah. Tell about the future, right? I I was on the way to Waycross to a cross-country meet this past uh, week, and uh, somewhere on that, that back road going that way, which felt like it took forever just to get to, to Waycross, I passed a sign that said, send these palm reading and tarot cards here at this beautiful establishment shed thing on the side of the road. I, I didn't stop. But there's some people that would go, well, that's a prophet. Someone's going to tell the future, right? Now, when he used the words prophecy and prophet here, is that what he's implying this man of God is? Not at all, okay? And so understand, the definition is to speak a revealed truth to a specific person or people in order to bring repentance and reconciliation to God. To speak a a specific, a revealed truth. So it could be of what's to come or it could be the truth of who God is to a specific person in order to bring them back in right relationship with God. That's what a prophet does. He speaks truth. We are called to prophesy and to be be prophets where we are. And you're not, you're like, cool, I get to wear like a robe and have this robe tied around me and walk and don't have to bathe or anything. Sweet. I'm all, some of you are really on, on your, on the road to be that, but that's not what it is. It's someone that's going to speak truth to their friends, even when their friends don't want to hear it. Have you ever had someone speak truth to you? Like you were getting off track and they said, Hey bro, what are you doing? And you were like, I don't want to hear this. But after you took some time to think about it, you thought, man, you're right. And you turn back. That's what we're called. We're called to prophesy. Do we understand that? So when you see prophecy, pro- prophesy, it's, to, it's, it's here to speak, speak truth. Now, um, let's go on and read from verse 7 on. We're going to read a little bit more of the text. I want you to see what occurs here, and then we're going to e- e- explain it all. Uh, so I prophesied out as I was co- commanded, and as I pro- prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, a rat- 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 rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and, and behold, there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Verse 11, then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up, and our hope is lost, and we are indeed cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people, and I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I am the Lord, I have spoken, I will do it, declares the Lord. Now, as it Ezekiel writes this around 585 BC. Was anybody around at that at that time? Nobody. Long time ago. So we're we're talking 2,500 years ago is when he wrote this. He wrote this in a time when 
Israel, the country of Israel, was decimated and no more. They had been the Babylonians, who we talked about two weeks ago, had come in and destroyed them and wiped them out and took all of their land. So they were not a people anymore at all. Now, never before has a, 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 a nation been wiped out, especially for any amount of time like this, and ever became a nation again. But an interesting thing occurred in, I believe, 1948. Countries got together and they gave Israel a lot of their land back, and they became a, a nation 2,500 years after it was decimated. And if we look at this text in verse um, verse. 11, it says what? It says, O son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Um, Behold, your bones are dried up. Our our hope is lost. We are indeed cut off. This is a message of hope when there's hopelessness. And it took 2,500 years for it to come true, but it came true. Hope came to them. Now, this prophecy is only partially fulfilled because while Israel has become a a nation. It is believed that one day the Jews and the Jewish nation will see Jesus for who he really is. It did. In 19... When? It was way back then, and and then they lost their land, and then it came back in 1948. That's right. That's right, they conquered it then, but it wasn't their land then, but you're absolutely correct. Thank, thanks, buddy. Um, so it's believed that one day the Jews and the Jewish nation will see who, who Jesus really is. He'll be the Messiah. They'll see. So this is sort of, it's un, unfulfilled at, at, at this point. It's not all the way fulfilled. Now, um, I can't get away from how this is such a picture of the world that we live in today. Do, do you see that? Do you, 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 you ever feel like you, you walk around and nobody cares? No one gets it. Everybody is sort of out for themselves. And uh, in truth, it's like it's, things of God aren't important at all. And, and um, the world we live in is, uh, is without hope. It's against God. It's lost. Uh, and if you were to ask me uh, if these things could turn around and turn to God, Part, part of me would say, no way. But God knows. As verse 3 says, God knows. Um, and then the tr- tr- truth is this. The Bible tells us that everybody in this room, at one point, you were dry bones. You were dead in your trespasses and sins. You were separated for, from God. And some of you in this room have put your faith in Christ and your life has been made whole. And he took this heart of stone and gave you a heart of flesh and he breathed life into you. But there's some in this room that you're still dead in your trespasses and sins. And God wants you to know him. Now, there's a movie uh, from back in 1988. And I doubt even some of the adults in the back room remember this film. But it was called They Live. Okay. They live. And it was about a guy who finds a pair of shades. I forget how he finds them. And he puts it on. And when he puts them on, the world that he has always seen, everything is different. There's, there's, the signs don't say the same thing that he sees without them on. They say, and so he sees the world for how it really is. And he comes to find out, I'll, I'll, sorry, you're going to try to watch this, but 
aliens. I say that a lot just because you look bored. Um, aliens uh, are, are infiltrating the world, and they look just like us unless you can see them with these special cool-looking 1980 shades on. Uh, so he puts, and so he sees them, and they look a little weird, but they don't know that he can see them at first. They think they're infiltrating and about to take over the world and eat everybody or something alienish that they do. Uh, and so it's, it's in the end, it's, there's big fights and wars and blood and, and all that stuff. So I've got just a clip of this because I want you to see it uh, because it's a 1980s film. I mean, come on. Uh, it's sci-fi. So it's called the They Live. It's on FX or something every now and then. This is when he just finds the shades. What's your problem? I said, what's your problem? How are you today, sir? Okay, how's it going? Bye, thank you. Thank you, sir. Now, I know I'll probably get some calls from parents going, my kid has been scared to sleep for four nights because of, 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 of that guy. You know, I, um, I wish I could give everybody a pair of magical, cool 1980s shades that when you put them on, you can see life and death around you. You can see those who are alive in Christ and those who are dead apart from him. Uh, and those that are dead aren't like the Aliens trying to take over the world. They're, they're dead. They're lost in their trespasses and sins. When, when are we going to start to really take for real? Man, if we believe in the word of God, it says apart, apart from Christ. Look look here in, in, in 1 John. I think I've got the, do, do I have 1 John 5.12? Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son does not have life. You know? So whoever has the Son is alive. They have life. But those who do not have the Son, you're dead. Apart from the sun, you're dead. And man, when are we going to start to look around and understand there are dry bones all around us without hope apart from God, without hope for God to intervene. And we're called to prophesy, speak truth to the dead. Uh, and it, you see it in Matthew 28, 19, and Jesus said to them, go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son of the Holy Spirit. How are we supposed to make dis, di, dis, 
disciples. Paul writes it in Romans 10, 14 through, through, through 17. But listen to this. How then will they call on him whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. How does life come? It comes through the word of God, the word of Christ, what you share with people. It doesn't come just because they saw you do a good deed. If they just see a good deed without the word being shared, faith isn't going to come. It's got to come with the word. In the division that Ezekiel has, who does the work? Who does all the work? You know, in that, 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 so what does Ezekiel do? He, he does whatever, what, what God, he speaks what God said to speak. That's, that, that's all he does. He speaks what God says to speak, and God does all the work. Do we understand uh, in our calling to make disciples of all nations? We speak what God says to speak, but God does all the work. The pressure is off you to get it right. What if I mess it up? You will always mess it up if you never share it. You will always miss it if you never give it. And when you share it, we, we always, I, I talked with someone and we were in our guys group and we talked about someone who had shared and, and shared about God and Christ to two, two, two different people. One of them, he said, it didn't go well at all. And one of them, it, it went well. And it was like, we're like, man, you know how successful you were both times because you made the attempt. You put it out there, and you gave, you gave them a choice to pursue it or not, but you put it out there. That is success. Um, you know, one thing that's beautiful about the gospel, it doesn't just save and re rescue us, but it transforms us. There was a thing in the news. You, some, some of you, I'm sure, saw it. It went vi viral, uh, and it was from a story uh, that went a, a few months back. There was a sad incident where a, a a a woman police officer got finished with her shift at night she went home to her apartment she lives on the third floor she actually walked in on the second floor walked into the wrong apartment there was a man in what she thought was her apartment she shot him and killed him and it turns out she was in the wrong apartment she was the one at fault uh and so it went to court. She was found guilty of man's manslaughter because that's what she did. It was, there was no intent on that, but it was still an, it was an accidental death that occurred because she uh, went to the wrong place. She was too tired. Uh, and so this, this court played out this past week, and uh, the, 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 the Bothan was the name of the man that was shot and killed. And so at the end of a trial, a lot of times the victim's family, family has the opportunity to speak to the one who was found guilty of the crime in front of the court. They, they share their hurts or thoughts or whatever just to try to help them have some clo closure. And I don't know if you, you heard about it, but the world freaked out about this. 
and and you'll you'll there the young there's a, a young man that has a chance to get up and to speak and he speaks, but he's only speaking and you will be able to tell because he's been transformed by God's grace in his life and he is sharing that and the world is stunned by what this young man did so I just want you to take a look at it because don't miss the power of the the, the gospel and what it does in your life sound I forgive you and I know if you go to God and ask him he will forgive you And I don't think anyone could say it. Again, I'm speaking for myself, not even bad for my family. But I love you just like anyone else. And I'm not gonna say I hope you rot and die just like my brother did, but I see, I, I personally want the best for you. And I, I wasn't gonna ever say this in front of my family or anyone, but I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you. Because I know that's what that's exactly what both of them would want you to do. And the best would be give your life to Christ. I'm not going to say anything else. I think giving your life to Christ would be the best thing that both of them would want you to do. Again, I love you as a person. And I don't wish anything bad on you. I don't know if this is possible, but... Can I give her a hug, please? Please? Yes. That that hug went on. You're going to stop. That hug went on for like a minute and a half or two minutes. Um, this is what the gospel looks like when it's lived out. This is why it's so this is why the world needs to see us living out the gospel and and what it means. This world that is dry bones, they don't even know they're dead. But some of them act like they don't know, but they know they're missing something. There's something that there's got to be more to this life. Every week or just about Every week, we try to share the gospel in at least a nutshell uh, here. And um, some some of you, I know, I mean, some of you might be raised in church, and you might just sort of tune it out right away because we hear it and we we know where it's going. We know almost exactly what Dan's going to say or Mike's going to say as we six six segue to it. Um, and can I tell you, we don't do it. It's not done to bore you. Uh, it's because we've got dry bones, spiritually dead people in here every every week every week and whenever we share the the gospel in a large group time if you're a believer this is what i would ask that you do um pray for those around you intercede for those around you uh plead 
plead for those around you uh, in prayer uh, whenever we share the gospel because you don't know who is at this point would they just go, man, I, I, need, I, I need help. You don't know how desperate some people are. So I just want to share one little last thing and we'll be done tonight. There's an amazing God that created this beautiful world that we live in. This beautiful world. He created it with a plan and a purpose. He's loving and kind. He's perfect without fault. And he's always right and he's always just. And he's, he's a good God. But see, we humans, all of us, are sinful. We choose sin. We, we struggle against it. Anyone in this room who, who is honest with themselves would go, yeah, yeah, I do struggle with that. I want to be selfish. I want to be hateful. I, a lot of times it's all about me. Uh, it, it rises up, and we choose to go that way, and that's against God. We rebel against him. And, and because of, of, of our rebe- rebellion against him, we, we separate ourselves away from him because God is pure and just. He can't be around sin. So, so we leave him because of our sin. And the only payment that can fix sin is, is, is death, is, is blood and, and death. That's the, the payment. Our good works aren't good enough. We can never be good enough to make up to fix our sin. And apart from God, that death leads us to hell. God doesn't send us to hell. Hell, our, our sin, our rebellion against him, we choose to go that way because we, 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 have, we, we choose sin. But God, in his loving kindness, sent his son Jesus to live a life, and he lives this life without sin, 33 years on this earth without sin. And because he did not sin, he can die for, as a sacrifice for your sin and for my sin. It says in uh, Corinthians 5.17, it says that he who knew no sin, who is Jesus, became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. He, he, he took on our sin and he gave us his righteousness, what he earned with a perfect life he gave to us in exchange for our sin. And then at that point on the cross, the cross did not kill him, the nails did not kill him, the spear did not kill him, the weight of mankind's sin that was laid on top of him as he was separated from God for the first time because his sin was laid on the perfect man. That's what killed him. That's why he died as a sacrifice for our sin. But the beautiful part is that he overcame death and the grave three days later so that you and I could be in right relationship with God forever and ever. So our response is this. This is what your, yours or my response should be. When we hear the, the gospel, we've got a choice. We can turn to it and trust it, or we can walk away from it. And to turn to it and tr- trust it means this. Man, we repent of our sin. I turn away from my sin. And I believe I put my faith and trust in, in, in Jesus Christ. I accept the sacrifice that he gave. That is what the gospel is. And when we are without hope, when we are dry bones and there's no chance for us, God gave us a chance. That's why the gospel is so beautiful. So don't miss that. It's this Old Testament story. Um, it's made perfect through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And if you do not know him, 
man, I want you to know him. If uh, I'm going to ask this for tonight, all heads bowed and eyes closed, just just for a minute, you can sort of close your your Bibles up, your your notebooks up, just all heads bowed, and just for a minute here. And uh, you might be here tonight, and uh, you have never repented of your sins and put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. You've never done that before, but God's speaking to you tonight, and you, you want to do something about that. If that's you, first of all, I just want to be able to pray for you. Uh, so if, if you've never put your faith in, G- in Jesus Christ, but you want to, just look up at, at me. Just meet eyes with me re- real quick. You can put, put your eyes down. Okay, anybody else? Okay, keep your heads bowed. If, if you looked at me, I just want to want to look at. You. I want to be, be able to, to talk to you at, at the end. So please let me talk to you at, at the end tonight. But this is what it means. It means you repent of your sin. God, I'm sorry for my sin. I know I cannot get to you on my own. I accept the gift of Jesus Christ as a sacrifice for my sins. And you put your faith and trust in Him. That's what it means to trust the gospel. To put your faith in Christ. If you're here tonight and uh, there's someone that is on weighing on you right now, whether it's at school or at work or maybe even in your home, man, you feel, man, will you pray for me that where I go that I will be a bold witness for Christ, whatever it takes. May I bring him up wherever I go. If that's you, I just want to be able to pray for you as well. Just sort of look up at me, meet eyes with me. I see you. Okay, I see you. I see you. Gotcha. I gotcha. Gotcha. I'm looking at the middle. Gotcha. 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 Okay. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. I miss anybody in the middle. Is the the right side? Gotcha. Anybody else? Okay. Uh, Dear God, I thank you so much uh, for the chance to talk about the gospel, the beautiful gospel, the good news. God, may we we not be trapped in our trespasses and sins. God, I thank you that you bring us from death to life. I thank you that you have a plan for us in spite of our rebellion against you, where we choose to run away from you. You pursue us and you fight for us. God, if there's anybody here that is just struggling, God, um, with a decision to follow you or not, Lord, I just ask that you will just, just let them know how big and how real and how loving you are. And how there's no other choice in this world that compares. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, y'all have a great week. We are dismissed.
everybody, really quick, sorry, I forgot to announce, um, uh, Yuli uh, Vol Volleyball has their district final to tomorrow night. To to tomorrow night at seven o'clock at at Yuli High, and if you can go and cheer them on, it's against Dina. I'm sorry if you go to Dina. The three students we have that go to Dina, but um, so Yuli High tomorrow night. Make sure you can get in and support them. <laughs>